This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 57-Inch. On this week's episode, we interview comedy musician Mike Furman, known for being one half of comedy music duo Hard and Firm with Chris Hardwick, and for being a lifelong Weird Al fan with many cool connections to Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Hey, birthday boy. How was your birthday? Hey, it was great, Dave. Thanks for asking. So did our listeners come through and send you any birthday wishes or birthday death threats? Actually, yes, to both. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm not surprised about the death threat, but I'm a little surprised that they did send you birthday wishes. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, our friend Chris Sear from Canada, who does all those great drawings. Well, on my birthday, he sent me a really cool drawing he did. A special birthday drawing. And in it, he incorporated a couple different Weird Al song references. And he challenged me to find all the references, which... Come on, Dave. Took me like two seconds. I'm I'm the master here. <laughs> but uh, it's a really great drawing. And he did hint to me that maybe one was coming for you, but maybe not until your birthday. So we'll have to watch out for that. But I will post that over on the group so people can also guess and see if they can get five out of five like I did. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to my birthday now this year. I get a great drawing from our listener, Chris Sear. Plus, I'm also looking forward to seeing this drawing that Chris sent to you so I can play along and see if I can get a perfect score. Yeah, you'll probably get a couple of them. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to fans. They texted me or messaged me or, or left voicemails on the Spatula Hotline. And I want to give an extra special shout out to our fan, Matthew, who not only left multiple messages, he emailed Frank. And in one of his voice messages, he played the entirety of Al's happy birthday song. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Excellent. <laughs> excellent work, Matthew. So, Matthew, we want to thank you for all the enthusiasm. So have your parents email frank at 2000inch.com so we can send some stickers over to you to say thank you. That's so awesome. I know you got a lot of messages on this batch of the hotline, and they were all really positive, except for that one death threat. But they were all very <laughs> positive. So I'm glad you had a happy birthday. Did you get any Weird Al-related gifts by any chance? I did. Kate, my girlfriend, made a really cool Weird Al shirt for me. Custom design. It has Al and all the band members' names on it in the perfect order, which was Al, Bermuda, Jim, Steve, Ruben. I think you'd agree that Ruben has to be last, even if it's not alphabetical. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the new guy. <laughs> it's a perfect spot for him. He's always got to be last on the list. Yeah, right, because he is the new guy. That's the only reason. <laughs> oh, we love Ruben. We love you, Ruben. <laughs> but that doesn't change the fact that he's the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> And on Saturday, the day after your birthday, a brand new episode of a podcast dropped. No, it was not our podcast, but we were on it. So for the past year and a half or so, our listener Spencer Parks, he's been embarking on this very ambitious project. He set up a podcast where he reads the dictionary a little bit at a time, and he invited both Ethan and myself to be guests on his podcast last week. We're on episode number 480, where he reads from Bill Bug to Billion. And Ethan, wasn't that a blast? 
It was. I had no idea what to expect because literally his podcast is him reading word for word a page of the dictionary each episode. But we found our way to to weasel ourselves in there and we talked about the words. We tried to make Al connections to the words. It was a lot of fun. We tried as much as we could to put a Weird Al spin on this episode of his podcast. And he's a big Weird Al fan, too. So you want to tune in and listen to us and him talk about Bill Bugs, Billiards, Bill Folds, Billy Doos, Billion. <laughs> oh, tons of words that start with B. It's available on iTunes. And you can follow them at DictionaryPod on Twitter to be linked to the episode. Yeah, and it was so much fun. This was the second time, Dave, you and I were on a, another podcast. So, hey, reach out to Frank at 2000inch.com or find us at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you guys probably are Facebook friends with us by now. Just ask us. We would love to do your podcast, even if you're just reading the encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to be reading from a book and we will do your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's part of it. We're used to people reading from a book but yeah we are flexible we can make it work <laughs> you know i was really hoping when he told us we were going to be doing a page in the dictionary that started with the letter b that we would get the word burrito but you know what bill bug billion billiards billfold that's almost as good as burritos right this week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan mexican restaurant burrito burrito in troy new york home of the two pound double wrapped in a quesadilla burrito burrito come on down to burrito burrito and burrito burrito your burrito burrito find them at burrito square.com and at burrito squared on instagram and remember not every burrito is a burrito 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 but every burrito 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 can be burrito burrito and every bill bug bill bug bill bug can be bill bug bill bugged that's right dave <laughs> <laughs> And if you have a bill bug collection that numbers in the billions, you may want to get that insured. This week's episode brought to you in part by the Don Ferlazzo Allstate Agency in Clifton Park, New York. If you drive like crazy or about to buy you a condo, Don Ferlazzo and his team can help you with crazy good auto, home, and renter's insurance. Plus, the Ferlazzo Agency can protect your billions of bill bugs. You may think your insurance is good enough for now, but don't wait one more minute. Find the Ferlazzo Allstate on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or call 518-278-3543 for a free quote today. The Ferlazzo Agency. We sell insurance. And that's all. Very excited for this week's guest. Not only has this week's guest been a contributor to the Weird Al Star Fund, he has performed with Al on many, many projects. And he's also our second guest in a row to be named Mike. We are thrilled to welcome to the program someone who has worked with Al in so many different ways. On music, on TV, on live appearances. And he himself is an amazingly talented comedy musician. We're so excited to welcome Mike Furman. How's it going, Mike? Hey, good. How's it going? Great. <laughs> good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. yeah. All right. Take care. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I would. What? So, Mike, we've known each other yeah. for like 10 or 11 years. It's I true. used to do this radio show in Albany, and you were a guest a bunch of times. You were. Uh, I've, I've always. I, I thanked you in my CD liner notes. You did. You're one of the. I did. Because you're one of the. Like, you're, you're really like. I, dude, send me anything. I will play it. I will, you've been a really supportive dude. So I, I, I yeah, I absolutely, uh, I am at your service uh, forever. <laughs> at that, at around 2060, I might start to forget the right. what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> then we can meet all over again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you'd be like, all you have to do is be like, hey, are you the guy that did the the you know chicken monkey duck song? And I'll be like, oh, a fan. 
<laughs> if I remember that song. If, yeah. Sorry. It's only three words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those will be my last words. Actually, you know what? I was going to, I was thinking about uh, speaking of three words and uh, last words. I was thinking that it'd be fun to do would be have your uh, your tombstone. I want to put on my tombstone eh, name, uh, you know, date, whatever, and then uh, the little quote, the inspirational quote. Just say, "Wait for it." (laughs) (laughs) Just see if people just gather around. (laughs) So we've known each other for a while, but I believe that's right. You and Dave were in the same room at the very least. I don't know if you guys met, but. There is some history between the two of you as well. Dave Rossi? Yeah, Dave Rossi. And me? And you, yeah. <laughs> What'd we do? So, <laughs> so, Mike, back in 2006, when you were with Hard and Firm, you guys joined us for a Weird Al Benefit concert oh, yeah. to get Al a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, of course. No, I do remember that, of course. And you were, you are the guy, like, you are very instrumental in getting him that a star, correct? Yep, I was uh, very involved in getting Al the star from the very beginning, and we're very thrilled that you were able to come out and help us out at that benefit show. That show, that was back in 2006. It was at the Mint in L.A., and there was right. a handful of performers, and what I remember is this is the first time I had ever heard of your band, Hard and Firm, and the first time I was ever exposed to you and Chris Hardwick, and mm-hmm. I remembered that I loved your set. I still remember when you guys did El Corazon. Nice. I, it was... <laughs> that was probably the highlight of that show for me. That was so much fun to watch you guys oh, awesome. do that song. Thanks, man. And then, of course, I remember you guys also did Pi. I'm a big math nerd. I love that. Nice, nice. I'm so jealous I wasn't there. This sounds like so much fun. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. And then you yeah. guys also did a cover version of Al's One More Minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the that, – that might be my favorite Weird Al song. I really? Try, I've, I – I do uh, just because like it 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 really feels like uh, it just hit everything and it hit at the right time. So not only do I think it's a great funny song and, you know, a good, you know, it's just a lot of elements that all come together. Plus, I heard that song at just the right time in my life where it like feels <laughs> like familial. And, you know, so, yeah, so that, that's I have tried um to I also love a hardware store, and I've been trying to memorize the we got um, double heaters, toilet seats, electric heaters, water meters, and uh, and it's so fast. But I because I've been I've been uh, I'd love to someday do like a slow like a, a ballad version like to, oh, of that just of that section even. I would love that. Just, uh, yeah. If there ever is another thing like that where it's like an owl related thing, I would love to stink, you know, do that. <laughs> well, you got an open invitation to come on Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Owl podcast and perform that anytime you want. <laughs> nice. Thanks, man. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I wanted to be I so wanted to be at the star unveiling. Uh, and I had the one time I've ever done jury duty. Oh. oh no! <laughs> I almost always get out of it. I mean, like I always do. I always call in. I mean, I don't like you know. I don't, I don't hide. You know, but I, I like I, I do the thing. I call down, and they say like, nope, nothing today. Call tomorrow. Nope, nothing today. Call tomorrow. And then you have you know satisfied your blah blah blah. And the one time the next day was the L's star, and they're like, come on in. And like, God, Actually, oh. they don't say it like that. <laughs> oh, It'd be funny if they did say it like that. Uh, no, yeah, and so I like I felt so bad to not be at you know such a cool thing. But 
Have you seen the video of uh, him and Lin Manuel finding out together that uh, that they're getting stars? Oh, that was amazing. That was so awesome. That they were it's both so happened great. to be together in the same spot and both find out they were both getting stars the same year. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's cool. so cool. I love that. Well, we definitely missed you at the star ceremony. Hopefully you were put on a very interesting case. I was put on a uh, it was a, a interesting case that got dismissed. So it was for nothing. But I did get to, yeah, it was like, it was, but I actually did make it into a jury box. And then I got to see up close, like I I actually, if it wasn't for missing the star thing, I I actually do think the idea of going to a jury duty uh, is interesting. Like I'm I'm not like, oh God, you know, like it it seems responsible for one. Like I trust that I'm a valuable member of society and I think I would, you know, oh, no, let's think this through, people. You know, like, I think I would be helpful. Um, not that I'm, like, sending home 11 people being like, I got this. But uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I could help. But um, this was about a guy who, and I think I'm allowed to talk about it because it didn't even become a thing. A guy who was accused, I can't say he was, uh, a guy who was accused of stealing boxes from neighbors in his uh apartment complex so in front of their doors or down from the main room or whatever so this guy might have stolen stuff from apartment uh, um, you know neighbors so uh the thing is they go around and they ask you things like is there any reason why you wouldn't be able to be impartial to this right like is there any, anything in your history where you know like obviously if it's something that's like a beating or something traumatic uh, you know, that could be very triggering and traumatizing. You would not be able to be impartial. But, um, and by the way, there was one lady who sobbed, like got herself. And I say, I'm, I'm a very trusting person that if you're going to cry in front of me, I'm almost positive you mean it. Like, I, I feel bad for anybody. But this was like, really? Over stealing boxes? She's like, I just... I just can't. I had something stolen from me one time. And I was like, uh, from a, what? So, yeah, that, and she got out, she got out, and every, like, you could hear, like, everybody's hair blew to the side from all the eye rolling. It was so much. Everybody was like, geez, really? Um, But, so they got to the point, the one thing that made it worth it was they got to the point where they asked me, uh, they came around, what do you do? I said, I do uh, entertainment. Um, I do uh, you know, music. And they said, um, is there any reason, is there anybody in your family who's in law enforcement, anything that we should know about that would, you know, that, that would influence how you would receive this uh, information and, and judge this case? And I said, uh, and they said, anybody who's ever been associated with law in your family? And I said, well, my wife wrote uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and there was a police dog in it. So I guess <laughs> if there's a police dog involved, I might think like, yeah, they probably did a good job. So, that was worth it. <laughs> so totally good. worth it. <laughs> but yeah, I was sad not to be the uh, star thing. But I did, I did get the, I did get the opportunity to tell Al that uh, I would have been there and and was sad to miss it. Did you get a chance to go actually visit the star since then? Uh, I have not seen star since then. I haven't been down to Hollywood in uh, quite some time. Um, but actually, probably now is a good time because uh, probably a lot of parking. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> where where is it? Which where, where is it in front of? It is directly across the street from the Chinese Theater. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's sixty nine fourteen Hollywood Boulevard. If you need an exact address, sixty nine fourteen. It'd be funny if I was like, "What's it in front of?" I'd be like, "Oh, it's behind the." <laughs> oh, it's actually pretty yeah. close to the Hooters. So if you're going there oh, wow. anyway, <laughs> there you go. Wow. Do you know who's on uh, either side? Like, does, did you have any influence as to you know? where it could be and who would be next to and that kind of thing? The final decision was up to the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, but Al's manager, Jay Levy, he did push for it to be in that one spot and he was able to convince them to get it close to the Chinese theater. That's great. I think we ended up getting a great spot. It's really a high profile spot. Yeah, that's know really... that A lot of people are going to love it. I, I know a lot sure. of people when they visit it are, are going to see Al's name on the sidewalk. Nice. Yeah, you got to check it out. It's great. Yeah, I definitely got to check it out. So I wanted to ask you about your album that came out in 2010. It's a fantastic album called The Very Last Songs I Will Ever Record Part 1. And there's many things I want to mention about this album. Okay. And I guess the first one is there's this song Street Meat on it. And someone in the background sounds very familiar. Right. And I'm wondering if you can shed any light. That is, yes, that is my... Uh, when uh, we had our first son, that is his babysitter. Her name is Danielle Kaplowitz. She's a really great singer. And she's the... Oh, Weird Al's on it, too. But anyway, Dan- Danielle. Like, no, actually, Danielle is awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, you know what? That was that was a, I mean, obviously life-defining moment um, where I, I was at like a party or something um i have a hard time with the word party um <laughs> i don't no i'm trying to remember um i was at like a, a some kind of event and weird i was there and i like all right you just got to do it you just gotta ask and i was like hey i just got i'm curious is there any way that if uh if i had a song would you want to be like a voice in it because i have a thing in mind or whatever that you know it would be here's the idea it's about a guy who's trying you know being told by his doctor that he can't eat you know meat anymore and he has to eat healthy <laughs> or whatever and uh and i and he's like yeah okay like, oh okay cool i'll i'll send it to you then and the, the idea is like no nah, I'm, I'm good i believe you like, oh my god wow all right cool thanks so yeah so he like was down for it and just you know i i, mean, I did i did end up just like out of you should have the song ahead of time and because i'd recorded just about everything up to that point you know so that he'd have you know a, a, a map of of what it's going to be um and sent it to him and then he like came to my house and because my <laughs> studio is in the garage uh, in the you know it's a it's a converted garage into a studio unless you work for the city in which case it's my shop <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't have running water so it's not a living space it's still within the rules right. um, but the uh, he he walked in and I met him a couple times already and and you know like he's the ni- you guys know he is the nicest person he's exactly who you wish he would be and uh, yeah he's he's um, can't say enough good things about him. Uh, so he walks in, and he's also my hero. So he walks into my house. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Huh? Hey. So, um, uh, and at that time, my uh, firstborn son um, uh, was his. That was the deal. He asked only for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
he asked uh, he asked for nothing. Um, but my firstborn son was in the little bouncy thing, right? He's got like this little thing that occupies him, and you stand and bounce, and uh, and so he, Al shows up. Uh, Milo, who's the name of the uh, the boy, um, is <laughs> bouncing in the thing, and I go, oh hey, that's Milo. That's my son Milo over here, and Al runs over, being Al, being very friendly, uh, not afraid of kids, runs over and goes like, hey, buddy, like right up to his face. <laughs> and I'm like, in slow motion, I'm like, yeah, how awesome. This is, I can't give you a better gift. And Milo, in slow motion, goes, <laughs> and I go, no! <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. He's like, oh, no, no, that's no, fine. But I'm like, Mike, what are you doing? You can't be. Kids, you never know. You never know, kids. Side note, kids get scared at the weirdest things uh, when they're really little. Like, now it's kind of predictable. Like, if you put on Saw, they're probably going to get freaked out a little bit. But um, as kids, we I would show them things that I was like, mm, they're probably going to get really freaked out by this. And they'd be like, eh, nothing. I'd be like, oh. And then we watch, like, Winnie the Pooh. And Winnie the Pooh is got to be rated G. I can't imagine <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is anything other than <laughs> Right? And then, uh, and then, like, Rabbit would come on. Like, Rabbit, who's, like, in a hurry, right? That's it. He's in a hurry. That's his thing. And freaked out. Like, ah, 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 ah. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, okay. So type A's. Don't go for type A's. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah, they came, uh, he came back here and, uh, and recorded the song. And, uh, and one thing which was uh, – <laughs> I wanted to do a thing. Well, I'd heard about how, oh, I heard about it from Al, that uh, Dr. Demento had a thing where when you go to his place, he would greet you at the door and smash a record over your head. <laughs> like that was the, that was the you are now welcome into the house kind of thing, right? So, uh, and I had gone to Al's place with Chris early on. As our like kind of early, you know, like just get to know each other, um, and he said, "Oh yeah, so I've got." Um, he told me that, and they said, "Like, so I've got a thing where you do a lap on my Segway." And we're like, "Oh, that's fun, nice." Well, I've never ridden a Segway, so we're like cruising around. You know, we do one lap around his place in a Segway, um, and then so I was like, "I won't have a thing. I wish I had a thing. I gotta have a thing." So a little bit before this, but not much. Uh, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a thing where if you record at my place, you do one take in a lobster bib. <laughs> one of your takes has to be in a lobster bib, just in case you're taking it too seriously. And you got to be reminded, like, abandon hip all ye who enter here. So... Uh, he did. I was like, hey, if you don't mind, is there any way you would do one take in a lobster bib? And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. I swear this is, I, and I'm not, it's not just you. I'm, ask, I'm asking other people. But then eventually, um, I will say that eventually I did some recordings that involved a lot of people coming real fast in and out for uh, some comedy bang bang stuff. And at one point I was like, 
ah, I just can't. I can't ask. <laughs> like, Kevin Nealon and Sarah Silverman and, like, you know, and all these, like, there are a few people here who I'm like, oh, my God, whoa, wow, man. And I just chickened out and was uh-huh. like, all right, I guess it's, maybe <laughs> no. it's just, like, the big personal ones, you know. Um, so so he did one of the lobster bits. But um, so we, he recorded everything and was such a champ and was so cool about everything and he's as you know got phenomenal talent as a singer like he doesn't get you know he's not thought of necessarily as a you know that being his main you know first talent but man he definitely can sing and i don't i didn't tune anything he's (laughs) and he did like 20 (laughs) takes of anything and uh yeah, because it was like there was a map, but there was also like some, you know, some you know, just play with it, try this inflection, try that inflection. And he's the like he is, ex- again, exactly who you would hope would show up and be like, do 10 takes of something. And you're like, wow, those are all great. Those are all amazing. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you want to do some more? I'm like, I mean, if you want to, but I, I feel like we have. He's like, ah, let's just, just let's just do some more because it's fun. I'm like, okay, yeah, dude, yeah, let's just do more because you singing my song is fun for you. Okay, that's insane. That doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, no, he was. He's got like, it's the it's the work ethic, it's the talent, it's the pipes. So, yeah. Uh, the only thing uh, what we could not do. Was at the end, I couldn't get him to leave. No, um, <laughs> and here he is. <laughs> he's still there? He's, he's still here, you guys. <laughs> That's why I'm saying so many nice things. Um, no, no uh, but no, we, the only thing we couldn't do was uh, I was not, and, and this was part of the agreement, was because of his contract, I could not put uh, featuring Weird Al on the name of the song. So at, at no point can I like promote that it's starring, you know, like it's starring Weird Al. I mean, he's like, he's the voice of the meat that is tempting the dude, you know? So, which is ironic because he is vegetarian. Right. Um, right. But, uh, but so I, I yeah, I, I had to leave that. So in the, in the little thank yous, it says, you know, the special thanks to Weird Al. Uh, I, I didn't even, I almost thought about writing hint, hint. Or something like that. And, be like, <laughs> and I actually almost thought, I almost did this. And again, it's one of those things where I don't want to get him in trouble. But I almost put uh, on every other song on the album, parentheses, not featuring Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> because that's true. <laughs> and it's all true. And then I didn't say anything about this. One. I just forgot to write. <laughs> So you you have Al come into your house to record. How do you prepare for that? Like, do you hide stuff in your house? Do you clean? Like, I, I can't even imagine what I would do if Al if I heard yeah. Al was coming to my place. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a, an amount of cleaning that that passed all other amounts of cleaning, and of course, like save everything, get it ready, yeah. get, make sure everything have waters, have you know. Trying to foresee, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, and then, and then that said, uh, by the way, should we start recording at some point? We should probably start doing the show, right? Yeah. Um, 
So the uh, <laughs> he once he once he gets here, he's one of those guys that again, as you know, puts you at ease because he's not in any way pretentious. There is nothing about him that you feel you have to impress him or like he's so not judgmental or anything. So it's just chill. He's just like, oh hey, like once he's there, you're just <laughs> ah. Um, I will say on top of this because uh, it is in line with the oh my god. Um, there was a thing for Nerdist that happened uh, that I did the music for. Um, it was a Star Wars Cantina Band song, and I made a Star Wars Cantina Band version of Sweet Caroline. And then, um, uh, what's the name of the song? Coconut Records, West Coast. Anyway, the gag was Lando Calrissian goes up at karaoke night at the cantina and sings a song and the band plays it and stuff. Um, and Billy D. Williams actually, because it's Nerdist actually did it and came, <laughs> oh, came wow. here to record and like came inside, sat on a stool, recorded for <laughs> an hour and a half or whatever. And then as it, also very nice guy, very chill. Um, uh, as he's walking out, uh, as people do, uh, may I use your restroom? Of course, it's right over there. Goes to the restroom. And then I go out to the uh, the front room by the door to hold the door and say, thank you so much for coming. Uh, take it easy. Thanks so much for letting me tell people that Lando Calrissian's been in my house. <laughs> and then as he's walking out of the bathroom, he's walking out, uh, hands freshly washed. I want to make sure everybody knows. Um, as he's walking out, uh, I realize that Something bad's about to happen because he's got he's has now pulled out his phone and is about to show me pictures of the grandkids we were just talking about. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. He's going to show me. And then I realize he's looking at his phone, not at the ground, which has a weirdly invisible one step difference between the living room. Oh, no. and, And Billy D. Williams is, you know, he's an older dude. He's, you know, he's been alive for a while and he's like, you know, he walks at least and he was also tired. Um, So he's walking, you know, a little slowly. And but I see like, oh, no. (laughs) And I got up and like book it over there. And right around the time that he like, whoa, like steps off and is and I caught (laughs) Billy D. Williams in my (laughs) living room. Almost killed and then saved. Really do <laughs> he'll deny it. No, I have no idea if he'll deny it. I'm probably just one more guy that uh, he almost uh, fell off their stairs. Did you make Lando Calrissian wear the lobster bib? Oh, uh, I don't think I did. I think that might have been it at that point. Yeah, I might have already. Shoot. Yeah, you know. That would have been that would have been. You know, I also don't have pictures of people in the studio. I always get jealous of people who, you know, like have the forethought to put their arm around them, get a picture. And, you know, nope, none of this could have happened. For all we know, (laughs) I am a dirty John. And this is uh, it's all stuff written on the wall behind you guys. (laughs) I'm going to walk out to the car. My limp is going to straighten and I'm. Well, I want to ask a few more things about the very last songs I'll ever record part one. Mm-hmm. I have to say, you know, obviously I'm a big Weird Al fan. I'm a big fan of comedy music in general. This album is one of the greatest comedy albums of all time. 
what? <laughs> I put my Ethan Allman stamp of approval on it. Every single track is hilarious. It's oh very gosh. re-listenable. I love it. So I want Thanks, to put, get that Thank out of the you. way because it's fantastic. If you're a Weird Al collector, you need to have it because Al's on it. If you're mm-hmm. a comedy music connoisseur, you need to have it. You need to have multiple copies of it is what I'm saying. But Thanks, man. Yes, it's wonderful, and I want you to put out more albums. But we'll get to that. I want to talk about the song Chicken, Monkey, Duck. It is a song that is just three words, but it has made a a cultural impact on many people, including Katy Perry. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm hoping you'll tell us about her love of that song. Oh, yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah, I want to make sure that I get a solid thank you for saying that about the album. That's really, that, that means a lot. Thank you. Um, so I am, uh, I, I one night randomly watch a TV and somebody goes, I think Katy Perry just called you out or something like that. And I'm like, called me out. Let's go. <laughs> no. and, uh, no. But I like made a shout out of some kind or whatever. I'm like, that's weird. And I go look at her feed and it just says monkey, chicken, duck. Nothing more. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that is weird. That's a little bit uh, specific, but I mean, I didn't, those aren't my words. I mean, you could say those three words if you, you know, like you could have, maybe it's autocorrect, maybe it's a weird butt dial, you know, like, um, but she, uh, yeah, so she writes that and then I'm like, who knows? And I might have written some kind of like, hey, if you like those words, maybe you'd like to hear 180 of them over and over and over. Um, but uh I, I didn't do that. But um, so I hear a little while later from a friend that her friend, how did it happen? Uh, so a friend of mine worked on a, uh, a show that during lunch they would play Chicken Monkey Duck as kind of a gag, as kind of a like, you know, it's one minute long. It's a weird, lighthearted, uh, <laughs> you know, departure from any stress, hopefully, that was going on with people being, you know, uh, whatever happens on a set of a TV show. Um, so they would play that, and they played it, like, every day. And at one point, uh, one of the actors on that show, who is a friend of Katy Perry's, plays it for Katy Perry. And Katy Perry <laughs> apparently loved it. And then Katy Perry <laughs> apparently really gets into it. And that really was, she really did tweet because of that, you know, because of the song. And then, a little while later, uh, I get, uh, again, through the, you know, friend to friend um, gets to me. Hey, um, my friend is asking if, as a fun kind of silly thing, would you be up for being her gift to Katie at Katie's birthday party? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yes, of course I will be Katy Perry's gift. uh, (laughs) So I am to now perform chicken monkey duck and i have slides you know like it's on you can look at it on youtube uh there is a visual component to it which means that i now have to memorize it word for word <laughs> no longer just freestyle because it was recorded freestyle now i have to know monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken monkey duck monkey duck chicken duck monkey monkey duck chicken monkey chicken monkey chicken monkey duck because that's what the slides are and so I went to Katy Perry's birthday on November 11th, 2011. It was 11, 11, 11. And, uh, 
and it was at some random like cool place and there was like a <laughs> mechanical bowl and there was a a cake that was bigger than me and you know like all this stuff and then in the middle of it they're just like all right now uh, or her friend goes up uh, and said like hey Katie I thought this would be kind of fun here's you know and I don't know if she said my name because it wouldn't matter to anybody but, uh, but I came out and performed it and almost everybody's like wait what but Katie <laughs> Katie dressed up like a cowgirl is like shooting her guns into the air like you know like Yosemite Sam like woohoo <laughs> so weird. and then uh, and I did it and then uh, and I think I put at the time she was dating. I think um, brr, brr, brr. Russell Brand. Russell Brand, thank you. Um, uh, she was dating him, and he was there. And I stood next to him at one point and didn't say anything to him because at the time I didn't really know who he was. And now I'm like, oh, I think he's great. And I really wish I could have said, um, <laughs> "Here's my album." Right. No. Um, but I, no, I wish I could have just said, "Like, dude, you're great." But when it was done. Uh, went over uh, at the end of it. I put like a happy birthday, Katie slide at the end of it with a uh, I think a, her kissing a chimp because that picture was online somewhere. <laughs> so I thought, oh, this is appropriate. Yeah. There's a monkey and her. And then, um, oh, I, I was like, why did I bring up Russell Brand? Because there was also a picture I almost used of Russell Brand with a monkey. But then I opted for the one with Katie. Anyway, <laughs> went over, talked to her and she was really, really nice and having fun and silly and. And then, uh, yeah. and then everything went back to normal, which is weird <laughs> when that happens. When you cross paths with somebody who's like in a, a, a whole different lane of life, and then everything just kind of goes back to like, and then that night, you know, watch Law and Order and kind of like, <laughs> probably ate too many Nutter Butters, and then everything is back to normal. <laughs> it's so insane. <laughs> yeah, it's really you think that like crossing paths, something huge is going to happen, right. and then you're like nothing happens. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't have done it just for the fun of it, but you do kind of like I was psyched, you know, uh, psyched up in a like, oh my god, I don't know what uh, this is going to be. Like I looked up what are her birthday parties like. I mean, I imagine these are and all of the you know I looked I googled it and you know the last two or three were like who's who's of you know there's like all these producers and all these stars and blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm like oh my god because i'm thinking like i'm about to go perform the dumbest song in the history of music for like you know for dr dre like all these people and uh but in the end this was a uh, this was a more family and friends party so it okay. was not the crazy tons of people that um so, but that said, uh, I also was not the only person feeling like that because the cake guys off to the side who had a like nine layer cake that somebody uh, lives in now, I hope, because it was really good, um, <laughs> that they were like, you could hear them uh, talk, like they were both holding one side of the cake, uh, one, one on one side, one on the other. And it's really big and really heavy. And I've never seen two people more nervous about carrying out a cake because they were like, all right, is everybody ready for the cake? Ready? And they were like, ha, ha. Because can you imagine if they drop the cake at Katie's birthday? Like, this is, like me, a really big deal. So um, I think everybody's probably like, oh, man. So, uh, yeah. So that song. Yeah. Weird. It's so It's gone places. Yeah. So after the very last songs I will ever record part one came out in 2010, we had to wait a whole eight years 
to get another album out of you, and that was, of course, songs to sing at children. That's right. <laughs> I had to wait for uh, I had to wait for the kids to get old enough to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. There were kids in 2012, <laughs> but they have to wait. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I'm so so slow. I I wish I wish that I was the guy that makes. Uh, an album a year or one of those, but I am definitely not um, because it just, I, well, one, um, upon finding out that I really like doing uh, songs that are kid friendly or like that have kids in mind, I'll say, you know, because it's not right. necessarily just for kids because you, I, you know, like to hear whenever I can um, people say that they either don't have kids or that when their kids aren't around that this is, you know, that they still like songs off of it i will say um, that <laughs> thank you <laughs> um but anyway you don't have to have kids around by the way if anybody of your listeners are like oh i'm gonna take this album i'm gonna go to a playground where i don't have a kid and just listen to it you don't have to do that it's, that'd be in fact that'd be weird if you're at a playground and don't have any of the kids there but no the irony is that it took having kids and you know singing songs to or at or with them <laughs> to realize like, oh, this is really fun and it's very freeing. And I was already like, my personal sensibility is always very silly as, you know, Weird Al uh, devotees and, uh, you know, those of us who are from the school uh, of Weird Al and uh, Dr. Demento. He doesn't obviously have to be, I love dirty humor and dirty jokes and songs and stuff. Great, fine. Uh, but um, and clearly, I, having done Hard and Firm, there are a lot of things that are not uh, in this voice. But when it came time to do my own stuff, like even that first album is still rated PG at most. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, so this was a very like, oh, I think I'm just going to totally go with the like G, you know, rated G, rated PG, or like Muppet kind of, you know, Al <laughs> kind of. <laughs> just, you know, because I'm not cool and I'm not going to try to be Lonely Island. And, you know, like there's it's just more fun to just be weird. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that, there was one more thing I was going to say, but I can't remember. All right. Well, bye, guys. <laughs> um, like you mentioned earlier, I am very thoughtfully thanked on the album, but you also thank Weird Al on the album. Of course. <laughs> oh yeah i think i'm always i always have to thank weird out for everything always always actually the um i did uh submit these songs to sing at children for a grammy with uh, the high hopes of winning the grammy but um i like it got in as far as it could be voted on to be nominated it could be one of the nominees mm -hmm. and uh it did not become one of the nominees but what it did and i hope he doesn't i mean he sent this out to a fair amount of people so um maybe more meaningful than a grammy and i mean that because a grammy is awesome that's really <laughs> really cool but what's even cooler is when al personally said hey in a right and fair world this should win the grammy and I was like, dude, thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, and then wrote an email, like sent out an email to people, like his friends and, uh, and uh, 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 like industry, you know, associates and all that kind of stuff. And on that email, 
uh, talks about the Grammys are coming up. Here are you know a couple things that he has. You know, like he has his the the box set. Right. Um, who uh, I think Dave, you know something about the box set, right? The, 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 <laughs> were you you were uh, involved in the box set, or who was involved in the box set with that? Jackie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Dave's yeah. wife did take pictures that ended up in the box set. Oh, nice. There you go. Um, so the uh, so that you know he mentions that's up, but then he also says, and for comedy album, uh, I really think everybody needs to hear Pat Oswalt. And for the kids' uh, music album, please nominate uh, Mike Furman's songs. <laughs> uh, children. This just went out to friends, like to everybody. The only thing, like, and I like, I still like that. So that that right that email and that kind of uh, support from somebody that you, you know think that highly of obviously mm-hmm. is 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 the best it's just yeah do you think any part of that came from al reading the special thanks and seeing my name in there uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably actually probably uh, he's always he's always uh, every now and then i'll just get a text he'll be like what's up with ethan i'm like well, i don't know it's, i'll check on him <laughs> He changed his number again. I'm like, he probably did. He probably, you know, Ethan, he's like, you know, Ethan's kind of a free spirit. <laughs> now, I have to say, on songs to sing at children, like you said, people say, and you like to hear it, I do not have kids, and I love the album, not just because I'm thanked on it, not just because Alice thanked on it, not just because it has Chicken Monkey Duck on it, but it is another amazing album. I almost want to have a kid just so they can hear this wonderful <laughs> album. Um, <laughs> and I, 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 I think I emailed you at the time, but the song In Your Biz, there's this one audio gag in there that honestly I think is the best comedy music gag I've ever heard on any song. So really? I really have which, to. Wait, which is it? Uh, on In Your Biz, of course, the uh, the leaf blower bit. If, oh. <laughs> if, if for no other reason, go uh-huh. and check out that album just for that song because it's just so yeah. fantastic. <laughs> the, uh, the what? Get off that. Yes. <laughs> nice. Thanks, man. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I actually made a, uh, a video to that. I, I Instagram at some point uh, got to know me. And now shows me things that it thinks I'm into. Um, and it, it's right. Like, it showed me this thing of, like, would you like to make cartoons in five minutes with our, you know, like, Toonly, it's called? And I was like, eh, I would like to make a cartoon in five minutes. Sure. So uh, and it's only introductory. You know, like, the price is normally $5,000. But tomorrow uh, or today, it's only $49. I was like, oh, that's a really good deal. I think I'll do that. So I got it. Um, by the way, it's still $49. But, um, and also, when you buy it, they're like, awesome. Welcome to the family. Now, if you want to get the all of the content that really should come with it, you're, it's $150. Bucks. Right. Like, ah, come on. So, but I got it, and I uh, made a video for that for In Your Biz that is one that I interact with for a live show. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I gotta I I since we're not gathering in live shows right now I it's just sitting here and I've never released it and I really want to like I don't know how maybe I should just make a, a silly little YouTube video I I have a lot of uh, like we were talking about why it takes so long to record stuff uh, and the irony being that in having kids and realizing like oh this is fun 
the having of kids takes all the time away from recording the songs about that. So, yeah, that's um, it takes a lot of time. But um, it's a good time. And then, uh, yeah, so it takes a long time. And I uh, mean to make a lot of things, uh, one of which is another album. But I will. I, I do have more stuff uh, coming uh, sometime. Awesome. I well, I hope to hear more kids friendly music. I hope to hear more not kid friendly music. I, I just just keep just keep pumping it up. <laughs> Some kid hating music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do by the way, I'm very careful and I, I there's always a little bit of a risk with something like songs are saying at children and songs like You've Got What It Takes to Be a Kid because that's my sense of humor with my kids, you know, of like calling attention to them being kids right. and like Hopefully they're not like, hey, jerk. Like, I'm a, you know, like, I'm only five, but I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be using me like this. Like, I'm not using none of it. It's just the, the way, you know. Um, and the, I have a series of interstitials that I'm sending in because there's a lot of trying to fill time at home with kids. Uh, all of the parents are going through this. Maybe not all. Maybe some uh, parents uh, have... I don't know where their kids could go, but big houses with other, and they could like section off a section to be like, all right, from now on, that's a different neighborhood. But ours is not big enough for that, and uh, most people's aren't. But I am making a series that is called What Can I Do, which is about, uh, you know, like it's, it's a couple different scenarios where I'm, you know, let's say I'm doing this. I'm on a podcast right now. My door's locked, by the way, so that this doesn't happen in real life. But every now and then, a door will not be locked. And then right in the middle of something important, like, all right, I think I know what we can do to save this company. You guys, trust me, it's going to sound crazy. But if we just, dad, no, 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 not now, not now, not now, dad, I'm bored, no, no, no. What can I, don't say it, what can I know? What can I do? What can I do? Like, ah! like, if I hear what can I do one more time. So this is the whole series. Like whenever they are about to like, what can I? It goes into, ah! oh, you're going to ask me what can I do? I can tell you're going to ask me what can I do? What you're going to do is ask me what you can do. Here comes another. What can I do? <laughs> and then it's a thing of like, okay, okay. Uh, how about this? And then it's an idea of like something you can do to occupy right, your right. kid. And then, um, yeah. So. Oh, that's so <laughs> great. But I'm always like, I hope it doesn't like, hey, you sound like you're really angry at your kids and like you hate having to win that. I'm like, no, no, it's just, it's the silly times that they. I actually had a, uh, I had a song um, that was almost going to go on the very last songs uh, I will ever record part one. And uh, at the like day before or two days before I was about to send it in, I pulled it. Because I got really nervous about um, <laughs> the idea of it being misconstrued, and you know, it's it's a, a sensitive topic. Like I basically, do you know that song? Uh, Our God is an awesome God. Have you ever heard that? It's like Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. You heard that? Now I have. <laughs> and now you're paying for it because that's gonna cost you some royalties. No. Um, it's a very nice song. It's a really, it's a really, you know, pretty cool song. Um, not, it's a pretty comma cool song. It's not a pretty cool song. Um, I'm not, I'm not passing judgment. It is a cool song. Very nice. Um, but 
I, at one point, had the idea of like, oh, you know, it'd be kind of funny, is uh, basically your God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Your God is an awesome God, but my God is an awful God. He spaces out in church. He hates his job because my God is an awful God. Right. So it's all just like my God is a complete idiot. Like he just can't handle like, you know, he takes advice from Dr. Phil. He, you know, um, he's always, you know, uh, was it? Oh, God, I can't remember how many. Uh, he's always. Oh. Anyway, I have this song totally done. And uh, oh, he's always saying sorry because he's always knocking over something. Uh, tells all those angels that they look a little fat. You know, giggles when he hears the words, the second coming. My God is an awful God. Oh my God, your God is an awesome God. So it's still, it's not supposed to be like uh, religion. It's just like, what if my God is like you know, right, right. Homer Simpson and himself? Right. But that is a religious song and that's sensitive. And also, I went to go see, all right. Well, I'll ask the person who made it, Al style, you know, like I, I, I don't want to upset anybody yeah. at all. So yeah, yeah. Um, that is not, you know, me either. So uh, I went to go see um, if I could, you know, tell, explain. And if he didn't go for it, be like, okay, well, you know, you, you know, uh, and he died. So <laughs> I can't. And at that point. Now it feels really wrong that, like, I'm making a joke based on a song about a guy. So it all just felt like, you know what? Don't do it. Because then I'm going to, like, I, this way I can sleep. Like, I don't have to worry about it. There are no, there's, I don't think there are any parodies on it. I can just relax. But anyway, so that song's just sitting on the computer now. And I'm like, yeah. And then at the very end, uh, at the very, very end, God's, uh, like, comes, like, I'm typing the song. There's like lightning and thunder. I'm like, oh my God, what? And he goes, I heard that. I'm like, what? I'm like, I, come on. He's like, I heard that song you just sang. In big, deep voice. I heard that song you just sang about me, about me being awful. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. It's true though, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not making this stuff up. And he's like, hey, listen. If you want to and he's like, his voice is going from super deep and profound to like chip monkey back and forth. He's like, dang it, hang on. I'm like, hey, can you? And he's like, I'm sorry. My, vo my voice thing is messed Hang on. And I'm like, dude, can you? Can you? He's like, I'm going to have to call you back. Okay, I'm like, yeah, call me back. Okay, 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 bye, 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 bye. Oh my God. I want to hear that so bad. I will send that. To, I'll send that song to you guys. So you can hear it. Thank you. Great. Yes. yes, thank you so much. But then don't put it out. Okay. <laughs> Until I'm, you know what though? Until I'm dead, and then I'm gonna put a little tiny compartment in my tombstone, and for anybody who stands there for an hour, the little compartment will open up if they wait for it. <laughs> And it will be a, a floppy disk with this song on it. <laughs> and then there'll be then there'll be a clue to another tombstone that has a floppy drive. And then that one. To, and it's one big escape room cemetery. To hear this song. Yeah. And the yes. very end, you get to a mausoleum and you open the door and I'm there. I didn't even die. I just I'm eccentric. I finally got rich. And I'm eccentric and I only wear swimsuits now. I don't have to wear pants.
So Mike, what can you tell us about Do They Know It's Christmas from the comedy Death Ray Xmas Nativity Choir? What can I tell you about that? Uh, what can I legally tell you about that? <laughs> um, that was the first where a lot of people came through the studio and we recorded this big, crazy uh, Do They Know It's Christmas um, you know, comedian thing and we filmed everybody. And if I'm not mistaken, is that the one... Uh, I'm on it with Chris, and I think Chris punches me in the face or hits me with a guitar <laughs> or something. But Al's on that as well, and that was the first time Al came to the studio. So was that before Street Meet or after? So it was after Street Meet. No, before Street Meet. That, I think that it was before Street Meet. It was 2009, yeah. Yeah, that's before. Oh, you're right. So, yeah, he has been here. But you know what? For that, everybody came in through the gate. <laughs> we came inside. So, no. But uh, yeah, but that, actually, you're right. That is that was before that. So so none of that actually happened. Um, I made all that up. No. Um, but no, that was yeah, that was really fun. That and then we did another one the next year. I think we did a a Lady Christmas Marmalade, and uh, we are the world. So a whole bunch of comedians like it's a a who's who of. Uh, local comedians that were uh, around that day people like uh brett gelman and john daly did their uh they used to have an act called um cracked out which was uh, a rapping outfit um and then john daly came back in with a sax and plays a surprisingly really good sax um, um so I, I, I say surprisingly only because you think somebody who's really funny doesn't take things seriously enough to like really learn a you know an instrument like that, and he's really good. So Mike, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your appearance on At Midnight with Al and Mamrie Hart. Yes. How did it come that you got to be on the same episode with Al? Was that planned at all? I actually don't know if that you know it might have been because I think they were good about putting like thinking out who would be good with each other. Mm. And so I think knowing that Chris and I, you know, are, are obviously uh, fans of Al's, you know, that would make for a hopefully very positive experience. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I, but I think I found out like that day of like, oh, he's going to be like, oh my God, we're going to be on with Al. That's awesome. And while <laughs> we were there, I don't know if they showed it, but we ended up doing a, uh, like the, the, um, Chris started in on maybe like that's right Al you lost because I think he maybe he did win. maybe he did lose and he's like and what you know and uh, you know and then we both launched into and let me tell you what you didn't win oh I am better than the Encyclopedia Botanica a case of turtle wax and a year supply of rice around the San Francisco treat but that's not all you also made yourself look like a jerk in front of me. and to do that on a game show right there. <laughs> pretty solid moment wow. we can look over at each other and be like hey dude hey, check it out look what we're doing so yeah that was fun now you also with chris you guys performed yoda at Sketchfest along with jonah ray garfunkel and oates and Al. Yes. Was that an impromptu thing or was that planned? That was planned uh, in so far as he was receiving, like, it was a tribute. And uh, and it was, you know, hey, if you would if you would want to play, um, you know, Chris is going to, I think, is that how it went? Chris conducted an interview. And then we came out at the end 
and did Yoda. Although at the very top of the show, I'm trying to remember how it all went down. Um, all I remember is somebody died. Somebody got shot, and then uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, that's not, that didn't happen. It was very nice, calm, peaceful. Um, but we did do. Uh, we had a song, you know, like we did something, and then I think uh, I just remember Al coming out or like down the aisle, and for the rehearsal, we were like, okay, so we're gonna do Yoda, which I think he knew about ahead of time. Um, he's like, great, and then um, I started playing it, and uh, you know getting into it and he was like is that the is that the key it's in and i was like i hope so <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean i hope i'm not messing this up but i was like i think so i mean i think that's the and then we had a uh, a video you know that we uh, pulled had the video going behind and garfunkel and Alts, um oh they did like a surgeon that's what it was so that's what it was we started with like a surgeon and then Yoda was after that. So Garfunkel and Oates came out dressed in scrubs and did <laughs> like sang a verse from uh, Like a Surgeon. And so doing that, he was like, is that the key it's in? And I was like, I hope so. And then uh, and I was concerned, like, oh, I hope I'm not picking a key that's too high. And now it's going to stress him out, you know, or be like, I can't. You know, or, or some kind of like, I don't sing that high anymore or something like that. <laughs> and you know what happened? Nothing. <laughs> he was fine. He, he just—he can belt out. He sang it perfectly. It was awesome. Like he just—I was. Oh my god! Thank you, because I—I don't think he was actually worried. He was just asking. Like, oh, is that the right? right. And then—and uh, then, yeah, he just like he can hit everything. If you've been to any of his concerts, uh, like the the ill-conceived, where he's doing like covers at the end and stuff, like you yeah. hear him, he can belt <laughs> and hit every note he's ever sang. And so yeah, so he came out and uh, destroyed. And then I got to play Yoda, like, next to him, and again, like, a ridiculous, like, dude, this is what, kids, this is what happens when you, you uh, do your homework, and, and you move a couple miles away from Weird Al, and you perform next to where he lives for a couple of years, That's so amazing. Yeah, no, that was, that was really, really, really fun. Now, also with Chris... You made an appearance during Al's, uh, he had this series on the Nerdist YouTube channel called Face to Face with Weird Al Yankovic, and there was an episode where Al's interviewing, in quotes, interviewing William H. Macy, and Al goes into sing avocado, and you and Chris pop up and back up Al on singing. Yes. Worst experience of my life. <laughs> We're saying that. No, I'm kidding. No, it was great. It was really like, um, there was, there was really like, um, for my part in it, I really didn't have to do very much. I just kind of like showed up, and <laughs> his show's going, and we had little hard and firm T-shirts and stuff, and uh, yeah, we we got there, and then it, I can't remember what the. Um, what the lyrics were, but it was, I think, to the tune of uh, Desperado. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we did three-part harmony and, like, you know, worked it out backstage and then came out and did it. And uh, I don't know why it always feels like it's one of those things where no matter if it ever happens again, like that kind of thing, it will still feel like the first time because there's just, like, he is – it's just such a big deal to, like, yeah. to sing next to him, you know, and like to get to do that is it feels like it hasn't happened yet. And even if like, you know, like, like well, now I guess I've you know been around like 
three or four times when he's singing and it still feels like oh my god this is insane um and especially to do like we're doing a parody like this is, this is we're singing a backup for a parody yes that's crazy um yeah so yeah that was uh i haven't i don't know if i've seen that that was like a couple of years ago i haven't seen yeah. that in a long time yeah i mean that's a song that you know it never was really officially released and now you are part of the quote-unquote official release of that song so that's right you're, you're there you go. <laughs> so much weird out history that you've made <laughs> did you guys read the uh the article just recently yes yeah in the new york times yeah. magazine it's fantastic man what a great article that was yeah that was i amazing i actually didn't know a lot of that stuff like i i think i know al pretty well I mean, like i know i mean i know his you know like his work and and you know uh his history but i didn't know a lot of that stuff and also uh, like I say, when he came here to record, he got a obviously amazing work ethic, um, and you know definitely does not phone a thing in. Right. Um, but I didn't know his method of writing was that, like, think out every possible, you know, all the rhymes and and work each one in and compare and do it fast because he is prolific, obviously. And uh, that was really, really neat to see, like, to hear that that's how he does it. Because there are times when I feel like I'm overthinking things. Um, <laughs> and it, it's good to know that, like, you know what, though? But that's kind of, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you're right. going through and picking out, you know, just the right, it's, you know, I my one of my favorite movies um, is 2001. And Stanley Kubrick is one of my favorite directors. And he is notorious for doing 40 takes of something. And, you know, just to get that one weird moment that's just weirdly magical and <laughs> feels right. You know, like, it, I definitely, it, it probably didn't do me any good to read that. It probably is going to mess up. <laughs> like, it, if I was making any strides with my OCD, uh, I probably just fell backwards um, uh, quite a few steps. By the way, do you want to hear uh, the only knock-knock joke I've ever written? Yes. Yes. Ready? Here we go. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick Stanley who? Stanley Kubrick who? Uh, no, let's do that again. Uh, knock, knock. <laughs> I'm trying to match up with Dave. <laughs> oh, gee, all right. <laughs> we have to re-record this later. Yeah. <laughs> Who's there? Who's there? Stanley Kubrick. Stanley, Stanley Kubrick, Kubrick who? who? No, let's do it again. Knock, knock. <laughs> Who's, there? Who's there? That's the joke. That's it. I'll never stop saying. Let's do it again. <laughs> you got me. Go. <laughs> Fell for it. <laughs> so, Mike, I understand that you also did an interview with Al. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, I was um, very fortunate enough to... Um, get to go in and host a show for SiriusXM, uh, the channel 78 Kids Place Live, which I love uh, because, one, uh, they play my music. But <laughs> more importantly, um, uh, it's great because they are people like me who uh, grew up loving, you know, like a lot of musicians on their love Weird Al and love comedy music and have kids and are just making what is basically our expression of comedy music with kids, you know, involved. Right. Um, so yeah, channel 78, if you have kids is a really fun channel, um, for comedy music, uh, that is kid friendly. Um, and 
one of the shows, um, the guy Jack Foreman, who has a, a great show that goes from two to five uh, every day, um, had a sabbatical and went off to get it looked at. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what a sabbatical is. But he, uh, he took off for six weeks to take a break. He's been doing it, I think, literally every week for, like, years. So uh, <laughs> they came to me because I, they've played me a bunch, and, and, uh, and I've gone in and done a couple interviews and, um, you know, goofed around with them a bit. And they were like, would you like to host his show for the couple weeks while he's gone? Absolutely, I'll go down to host <laughs> So I would go down to the, the Sirius XM station and uh, in town, the satellite, and then, uh, you know, broadcast playing music, kids' music for three hours. And on the last day, like one of the things that we were building up towards and putting together was what if I could get Alan here and have like an hour long interview, like, you know, goof around. And, uh, <laughs> and so we set it up as we were interviewing. Uh, candidates for the April Fool, the official April <laughs> Fool. And so he was like the first, you know, and we're hoping, hey, you know, if you play your cards right and ask all the questions right, you could be the official Kids Plays Live April Fool. And uh, again, he came in and was the greatest, most fun, like easy going uh, ahead of time. You know, like it's an hour long interview. And it was it was basically I wrote all these questions out and told him, like, hey, these are just going to be like really silly, dumb questions. <laughs> and if, if you either don't feel like answering them or, you know, it, it was going to be live to tape so that we could, you know, if anything goes horribly wrong, uh, because, as you know, uh, Al has Tourette's and we'll just start swearing. <laughs> non <-stop. laughs> I mean, I learned every bad word I know from Weird Al. Uh, that's why he doesn't do live events. He won't do live events. Every concert is a pre-recorded hologram. A pre-recorded hologram. But, um, but he was like, yeah, okay, cool. And it was just like, he is, again, so he's just a really genuinely funny, fun guy. So any question, and they were all questions that were questions like, you know, um, what would you do if, like those kind of things, were just yeah, like, what yeah. would you do if you learned how to fish, but at the exact same time, a fish learned how to weird owl? <laughs> <laughs> and then just sit, and then we just sit and be dumb, and like just joke around, and he, and he had great answers for everything. And uh, yeah, and so we had this like hour long, super goofy thing. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you uh, something else, if if you'll allow me to. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know how the, I don't know how I feel about how this has been going. Yeah, of course. Mike, I understand that you grew up in San Luis Obispo, and to any Al fan, of course, we know that is where Al went to college, and he, of course, okay. has the song "Take Me Down." Can you tell me about San Luis Obispo and, and was Al a legend when you're growing up there just due to that song? I'd love to hear all about it. Yes. Al is a, uh, a, a local legend and <laughs> at Cal Poly where they, where he recorded my bologna. Um, they have a plaque where he, yes. <laughs> and he, uh, he went through the dorms a while ago. I like I, a while ago when I was there. Um, that was my first concert of his, by the way, was at like a bar in San Luis Obispo, like when I was a little kid, like, you know, like 13 or something like that. Um, and I remember just sitting on the ground 
in some bar um <laughs> and not like a dive bar not like a chicken wire like you know like messy bar <laughs> but like a club like a not not a, an arena um and it was just it was like him the band and two ladies dressed like potatoes <laughs> and, and well attended it wasn't like it wasn't you know it was awesome uh, it wasn't like, sad it was great but yeah no he um i know that he was the the big like kcpr which was the local radio station like that that's where like oh my god that's like weird al started the kcpr he was like he was a, a dj there or something um so but i never could get my hands on the original like i i don't know even where take me down is that is a i literally feel pride being from uh the place where he went to school. So, yeah. <laughs> and apparently he went back to the dorms uh, years later and just like walked through and like, hey, has any mail come for me? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> to like the people living in his room. Really cool. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mike, I do want to ask you about, there's this really great podcast that you launched last year. It's called Bantastic and it is fantastic thank you very entertaining there's only a couple episodes but i highly recommend it to anyone who likes listening to things and if they're listening to us talk right now we have to imagine they like listening to things i would hope so yeah or they are (laughs) or they're incapacitated and in need of help in which case (laughs) awkward because we can't do anything sorry (laughs) but we can make the last couple minutes feel real Weird, maybe. You know, <laughs> no, no, you want to go out on listening to me talk about uh, animal fistfuck. Um, but the uh, yeah, that's Drennan Davis, who's a really funny uh, music guy. Um, if you ever get a chance to watch him perform, he is phenomenal. He's really, really funny and uh, does some really bizarre. He has a thing called Imaginary Radio and does uh, some weird puppet kind of characters. Um, one of whom is called Randy who is featured in that um, oh, cool. uh, podcast. Yeah. And Randy is a, he's basically a robot and artificial intelligence for people who are afraid of artificial intelligence. <laughs> so he's designed <laughs> to make you feel like the future is still going to be okay. <laughs> because he's really, really dumb. So, um, and in this, and in the podcast, he's the band's manager. So he just, he's just but um yeah so that was and that actually that series was meant to be it went back and forth on uh we're gonna do you know 10 episodes we're gonna do the first season and then we'll see you know go from there and then it turned into oh they want a pilot we're like okay we'll do like a pilot we'll do like a little you know five ten minute thing and they're like hey they actually they want a 35 minute pilot like, wait, what? That's a really long pilot for once you kind of know if you like it. Like, right. it's like 10 minutes in. Like, that's, all right. Well, I guess, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're paying us in Romanian cash. So, you know, how, how hard that is to get. Um, I don't even know what Romanian cash is now. Uh, might be euros. But um, so they, uh, yeah, so we did a what is basically a 35, 40 minute pilot. And then. They were like, you know, we're going to release the pilot as episodes. We we're like, ah, come on. Now we're right back to this should have been five episodes. So we just chopped up. We just, no, they were, I, I joke, but they were, they were, uh, they were nice about it. They were, yeah. Everybody's, you know, like it's something like this. We're all kind of like, what would be better? Oh, you know what would be great? No. Um, but anyway, we went back and cut up the pilot into uh, what is now the series of five episodes. And each 
episode is a planet that we acquire another member of the band. I highly recommend yeah, it. It's it's a lot of fun, and there's thanks, buddy. Adam Sandbot. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Adam Sampler. Adam Sampler. <laughs> Sampler. <laughs> they're at a uh, they're at a thing. That was a Drennan Davis uh, joke. Um, they're they're at a thing where uh, DJ the a DJ who they want to you know recruit is being held captive, and they are going to take him from this thing, but. The party that he's at, it's really sad because this party is going off and it's going to be such a shame that he's leaving um, to go join this band. So he quickly builds uh, a sampler, like a uh, robotic um, sampler called Adam Sampler. And all it does, it just does like... And it like slays, and then that party just goes on for years and years and years. It's like the, it's like the, it's basically becomes the galaxy's most beloved entertainer. Adam Sampler is so great. Mike, there's so much that we have to check out, so we can check out. Uh, Kids Place Live, we can listen for your music there. We can get songs to sing at children. We can get the very last songs I'll ever record, part one. We can check out Bandtastic. We can go to your website, mikefurman.com, and I'm, I'm sure that you're working on more stuff eventually that we will be able to hear. Yes. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> I'm working on uh, I'm working on something but like Prince. I'm going to bury it in my vault. And then a hundred years from now, and then each one will be again delivered through my tombstone if you wait for it. Um, no, uh, but I am actually trying. I am putting together a uh, a series of uh, songs that are all related to again um, kids invited, not required. But if you are familiar with the uh, concept of activity books, uh, this will be a series of songs that are all based on act. Activity books. Very uh, cool. Mostly, literally, because I do like saying activity books. <laughs> that's, all, that's the impetus of it. That's where it all started. It was like, hey, you guys got your activity books? I'm going to do something about that. So. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. You guys, thank you so much for, for all the support and promotion and, and, you know, the interest. It really, really, really feels good and helps. Fantastic. Well, we loved having you yeah. on. And we're definitely going to have to bring you back because we really need to hear about your fandom of Al, your favorite album, all that stuff. But we'll have to save that for another day. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. It was so much fun to get to talk to Mike again. I have not spoken to Mike since the Weird Al Star Fund benefit show back in 2006. So in another 14 years, I'm looking forward to talking to Mike again. <laughs> and we are so excited Mike sent us some extra stuff and be sure to watch for some cool content that didn't make the interview over on our Patreon page we'll have some secret episodes maybe we'll have some clips available for you guys he sent us some really cool stuff and talked about some really cool stuff that just didn't make it into the interview so watch for those they are a blast yeah I'm very excited to get some of that unique cool content out there because it is a blast and Mike is a wonderful person and he sent us some great stuff. So you definitely want to head on over to patreon.com slash 2000 inch sign up so you can hear all that amazing content. You know, each week we bring you this podcast absolutely free. Thanks to sponsors like Don Ferlazzo Allstate and Burrito Burrito and all of our 
our amazing Patreon supporters like Jeff, Trevor, and so many more. Patreon helps us pay the bills and ensures that we can continue doing what we love, and that's making fun, family-friendly, entertaining Weird Al podcasts just for you. Please join us in thanking all of our supporters over on patreon.com slash 2000inch for making this podcast possible. And please consider joining our Patreon family for as little as $1 per month. Another way to support the podcast is by purchasing merchandise from the official Dave and Ethan's 2000inch Weird Al podcast shop. Head over now to shop.2000inch.com. For amazing Gill and Chill merchandise, you can get our logo on a tote bag. You can get a coffee mug. All those great items and more. Head over to shop.2000inch.com. Thanks once again to Mike Furman and all of our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters, and sponsors. And thanks to everyone who follows us at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to join our Facebook group by heading to group.2000inch.com if you've not already. And be sure to tag fun Al or podcast-related posts on social media using hashtag 2000inch and hashtag Gil and Chill. You can find us online at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com and make sure you share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and we love it when you leave us messages to play on the air at our 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. That way you don't miss a single episode the second it drops. I so much cannot wait to hear those exclusive secret episodes with Mike Furman over on our Patreon page. You know, Frank sent me one of them in advance, and in one of them, he talks all about audio compressors. You know, I can't wait to hear what he says about that. Wow, what an awesome, interesting topic. I'm personally excited for the other secret episode where he shares exclusive clips from his long-lost interview with Weird Al Yankovic. That was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, episode 57. <laughs> how, how did you do it before? Oh, I just... <laughs>